Welcome everybody to the George D NFL show. I'm your host George D and this is without a doubt the greatest podcast ever. Uh, The Joe Rogan experience doesn't hold a candle to this. Any other podcast that's really popular out there, Tiger Belly, uh, I don't even know. They, they, they just don't measure up to the George D. NFL show. And, and how did Joe Rogan get popular? Like, I don't understand. Like, what's... Like, I don't... I just don't get it. Like, okay, he's a decent announcer for the UFC. Okay, he's got some fight knowledge. I get that. Like, very average comedian. Like, he's not very great at comedy. Like... Like, how does he become, like, the biggest podcaster probably ever at this point? Like, I just, like, what? But anyway, back to the topic at hand. This is the George D. NFL Show. Um, This is episode 45. We are going to be doing three players on defense and offense for the L.A. Rams to... Uh, have great seasons or have impactful seasons in the 2022 season. Um, I, I, I carefully studied the roster and, and honestly, there's a bunch of other guys I could have done this on and uh, I just settled on these guys. I, I picked three on the offense, three on the defense and three on special teams and um and they're not the main superstars because obviously those guys have to perform because um, they have to. Like they take up a giant portion of the salary cap and they're veteran superstar players and we they're proven commodities. Like we know what these guys can do. So I kind of looked around to see if these guys also play well, it will improve the Rams chances that much more of becoming back-to-back champs. So... Um, I have three players, like I said, on offense, defense, and special teams. Now, special teams isn't all that. Like, obviously, it's like they're very limited players. Like, you can probably guess who they're going to be. But we'll do those guys at the end. Um, But first, we're going to do a little news and notes out of the NFC West um, there's nothing really much happening. All the teams are in training camp at this point. Um, the the 49ers are putting out all this information that they're, they're really excited and happy about Trey Lance and training camp so far. Like, I think they're trying to convince themselves or look for bulletin board material from people that will be like naysayers, you know, like looking for uh, chalkboard material or whatever you want to call it, kind of like hyping themselves up, like, um, because these these guys are on social media and a lot of them say that what they read online kind of motivates them. So I think they're kind of like hoping that they get a lot of like backlash against Trey Lance and that he will see that stuff and, and you know give him that extra push uh, to be more motivated to become you know what 
what the 49ers hope that he becomes like but you know it's like that's 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 how I perceive it like they're putting out all this stuff like oh Brandon Ayuk says he's thrilled with George Kittle says he's thrilled with uh Trey Lance the coaching staff like yeah we're moving on Trey's quarterback one like they're putting out all this stuff they're saying all the right things and to me it's just kind of like yeah we get it you guys said this already like why are you keep repeating it like they're trying to like I said you know hype the kid up or looking for bulletin board material or something but that there's a lot of that coming out of the San Francisco media you know about all these positive reports about like all right we'll, we'll see once the season actually starts all right um and the, the Arizona Cardinals I we talked about how they renewed uh Kyler Murray's contract and they had a they had a clause um in the contract like a stipulation that he had to study four hours independently on the teams uh, the team issued like laptops or tablets or whatever however they go about that they issue them to their players for like studying game film and game planning uh meetings virtual meetings whatever like and um then like so there's this podcast from the cardinals it's called like rise up see red or something and i listened to that for a little bit and they did a whole breakdown of the contract and it was like it was like half an hour into their their podcast and they were still talking about the contract and i was just like i couldn't listen to it anymore i was just like dude i'm turning this off but yeah, they re-signed him, and, and and in the most Arizona Cardinals move in history, like what other team would do this except the Cardinals? Once this information leaked out that they had this this stipulation in the contract, um, they got backlash. Kyler Murray got some backlash online that that he doesn't study and that he's lazy and that he doesn't care basically. So they had to like put in these stipulations. So Kyler Murray does a. a a press conference earlier where he talks about how he has there's no way he doesn't take the game serious because at, at his um limited physical stature he can't afford to take the game lightly and not work hard because he's already behind the eight ball with guys that are more athletic and taller and bigger and stronger than him so i kind of get what he was saying and i don't follow kyler murray's career enough to tell you if he's lazy or not, I think he's a good quarterback. He, I think he's a great athlete for his size. He's a great athlete for any size, but he is like on the shorter side. But guys like Russell Wilson, um, Drew Brees, even going further back, like a guy like Dr- Doug Flutie. They, they, there's been quarterbacks uh, that have had success being not tall. Like there's not a lot of them, but it's not like extremely rare. You know, it's like. But anyway, that's like the most, like the Cardinals took that stipulation off of the contract. Like, that's, dude, that's like typical Arizona Cardinals. Like, no, we were just kidding about that. We'll just go ahead. Like, why was it on there in the first place? Like, what are you guys doing? Like, did you get, like, you guys are the Cardinals already. Like, like, like just wow. But it's only news because it's training camp and there's no actual football to talk about. But, um... Yeah, um, so in this episode, we are going to 
do the four player, the three players on defense. And I'm going to start on defense because the offense, everybody loves offense, right? They love their quarterbacks. They love their receivers. They want your, they want the running backs to do all these fantasy points. Like every, and I get it. When the Rams play, when the offense takes the field, I love it. We got playmakers going to put up some points. But to me, ever since I was a young kid, when when you have playmakers on defense, the defense can be just as exciting as the offense when you have a really good defense that makes plays. If your defense is garbage, you hate watching your team's defense because you know you're going to get frustrated. You know the other team's going to run up and down the field. But if you have playmakers on defense and they can make big impact plays and change the course of the game, defense is exciting to me personally. You get the sacks, you get the fumbles, you get the interceptions, you force holding penalties. There's a there's, like it's the defense. Defense wins championships. This is you've hear you've heard this since you started watching football, and it, and it's at the college level, at high school. NFL, CFL, XFL, USFL, AAF, all these freaking um, everywhere. You got to play defense to win. So I'm going to start on defense. And um, like I said, there's a bunch of guys that I could have made this episode on. But I, I, I focused on these three guys because um, they've been in the on the team for a couple years now and they're still young players but they they've had enough time to uh really get familiar with their teammates with the system itself it's a second year we didn't we kept our same d coordinator so they don't have to learn a new defensive system there's this the same systems in place of um though the rams brought back 16 of their starters from the super bowl team 16 starters out of 22, so they did a great job of keeping the team together. One of the guys they lost was Whitworth to retirement, so that's like a loss, but not really because, I mean, they didn't lose him to free agency. He was just, he was old. I mean, he was still really, really good, but he was, like, he just retired. So, um, and and all these players are like linked together like they all one affects the other which is like on defense that's how it is your pass rush affects the secondary the secondary covers well gives your pass rush time to get there if your pass rush gets there fast the secondary doesn't have to cover as long it helps them out so it's like a cohesive unit so um the first player i believe has to play well for the rams this season is Justin Hollins. Um, Justin Hollins is an edge rusher. He's uh six foot five, two hundred and forty-eight pounds. He 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 played his college ball at Oregon. Now six five two fifty, that's great size, great length. And the Rams like edge rushers that are long and rangy. The other side they have Leonard Floyd. So Justin Hollins, six five, two forty, he looks the part. Big physical edge rusher, uh, athletic, um, like I said, really rangy. He's got the length, 
and he's young. He's in his um he's entering his fourth season. Um, he played his his ball at Oregon. He's he was originally a fifth round pick of the Denver Broncos, and um he's on the Rams now. So his career stats are not impressive because um he hasn't played a lot. He's played in a lot of games, but he's been mostly a reserve. And last year, like for his career, he has six sacks in 39 games. Now, that's not super impressive, but he was showing signs last year of really coming on strong. Um, But he did get hurt last year. He had a, a pec injury, his pectoral muscle. Um, But before he got hurt, he had uh, 24 tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. And um, he missed nine games. He was out for three months last year. So I believe he is going to be very important for the Rams. Because the Rams, obviously, you have Aaron Donald. You have Leonard Floyd, Ashawn Robinson, Greg Gaines as your primary front line to rush the passer. And then when you get when you're Justin Hollins, you have to make an impact this year. You have to play well. That doesn't mean you need a giant sack number. You can make an impact with tackles for loss. You can force fumbles. The Rams like to drop him into coverage. Um because he's so long, they drop him like they bring him up like he's going to rush um, the passer off the edge, right? And then he drops out to um, fool the offensive line to make keep the offensive line guessing. And since he's so long and so athletic, he does well in dropping into that um, curl flat zone coverage. And, and he can make plays there as well. If... Uh, if the quarterback tries to throw the ball over his head, he can intercept it. If the if they try to throw a quick pass to the flat, he could come up and make the tackle. He has to find ways to make plays. Um, force fumbles, interceptions, tip balls, fumble recoveries. If you hustle to the ball, you're gonna if you if you make it a habit of being around the football, you're gonna put yourself in position position to make plays. Fumble recoveries, all that. Even forced fumbles. If if a running back or a receiver is trying to fight for yards and you hustle over there and you one of your guys is trying to bring them down, you go in there, you 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 make solid contact, you force you jar that ball out, you just got yourself a forced fumble. Um these are all things I think he needs to do. Um, like I said, he 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 needs to have the right mindset. Of, of not taking for granted that he's playing with a bunch of studs. Uh, Bobby Wagner, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. You're not going to sit there and be like, oh, they got it. You know, I'm just going to do my part. No, you have to take full advantage of that because the offense is going to be trying to stop them. That gives you the opportunity to make these plays I was talking about. Look for these matchups and exploit them. And, and part of that's the coaching staff also. And, and the coaching staff, I, I, Raheem Morris is a lifelong NFL. He's been in the NFL. He's He knows what he's doing. He's going to put these guys 
in position to make a lot of great plays. So Justin Hollins, he needs to get in the weight room. He needs to get strong, um, be extremely physical. Like I said, he already looks the part, but you got to keep working. When 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 you when you're not working and those offensive linemen are not to be messed with, man, those dudes are big, physical, smart, just as tough as you. They just play a different position. All right, so those, you got to outwork those old linemen. Those old linemen are battling for their jobs. They got their techniques and their game plans to stop you also. So you have to outwork them in the weight room, in the classroom, and on the field. And, and you have to learn. You have to learn from a guy like Leonard Floyd. You got to play with Von Miller last year. And, and Von Miller, I mean, the reason I bring up the weight room is because Von Miller... When, when I saw him last year, the Rams traded for him. Um, like, we knew how good he was in Denver. But he was, like, one of the first pictures I saw of Von Miller in, in Rams practice where I actually paid attention to him. Like, this man was so muscular. Like, like, like all NFL players are great physical athletes. They look, they look great, right? But like it was like something else. It was like his his quads were so powerful. He was just so powerfully built, and people think he was just more a like speed, like coming off that edge is a lot to do with speed. But he ha- he was just like very very strong, and, and and that that has a lot to do with getting off that that tackle or that the the block from those from those tackles. You hand fight. You use all these different techniques that these coaches teach you um, to get to that quarterback. And the quarterbacks, they're not going to sit there and let you give you time to come and get them. They're trying to get rid of the ball. They're trying to um, make their offense run. You know, so so it's tough to be an edge rusher in the NFL, but it provides great opportunity to to make those plays. And, and Justin Hollins is a guy I think. And, 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 and even more so than him, also, the Rams have three other guys I want to mention here, but I'm going to focus on, on Hollins because I think he's going to be our starter because he's a very good edge rusher, and he has that versatility where they can drop him into coverage and, and do things like this. But there's also edge rushers, um, Chris Garrett is also trying to make all this stuff that I just said goes for these guys also. Chris Garrett, uh, Daniel Hardy, the guy that we drafted, or was a... Un- no, we drafted him. We drafted him this year. He was like a very good edge rusher at the FCS level. And Terrell Lewis, the guy from Alabama, um, he's dealt with injuries. That was part of the reason he, he his, his stock dropped from coming out of Alabama but all these edge rushers, uh, Hollins, Terrell Lewis, Daniel Hardy, Chris Garrett, and maybe another one I might be forgetting, but I, I think that's mainly it because Leonard Floyd is kind of penciled in as the veteran on, on one edge, and then Justin Hollins is, is penciled in as a starter on the other. And yeah, this is the guy I'm looking forward to having a great season for the Rams. And he, he has to, honestly, because 
if we play teams with good offensive lines, like in the last episode, we have to play the Packers this year. They have the fifth-ranked offensive line in the NFL. Like, they're going to be able to, you know, like slow down some of our guys. And the more better Justin Hollins plays, it's going to free up our other guys, Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald in particular. Greg Gaines, who had like five sacks last year out of that defensive interior, that's not easy to do. He's going to try to have a great season. Ashawn Robinson, uh, Marquise Copeland, Ernest and Bobby Brown, Michael Hoyt, Jonah Williams, all these guys, they're going to try to um, get after that quarterback, and Justin Hollins has to seize the opportunity to, um, to have a great season. So he's the first guy I wanted to mention on this defense. And, and my projection for him is just, I'm just going to keep it simple, just as a sack number, because sacks are a product of getting pressure on the quarterback. You're going to get pressure and you're not going to get sacked sometimes. But if you consistently apply that pressure to quarterbacks in combination with great pass coverage from your secondary, you're going to find yourself in position to get sacks. And and I think this number seems kind of high, but I think nine sacks this year is is reachable for, for Hollins. Um, if he stays healthy, and, and I'm thinking he will because um, he's young. And um, he, he was looking really good last year before he got hurt. So once he got hurt, then, then we the Von Miller trade happened. Then he had to work his way back from injury. Kind of slowed, slowed, slowed him down, and he had a, a, you could say a down year, but he did show flashes. So I say nine sacks, um, get some tackles for losses. If you can get some interceptions when you drop into coverage, just any way you can make an impact. It's not just sacks. You just have to play well overall. Uh, play well against the run, setting the edge, not letting those running backs get outside, all that. Um so I say nine sacks is, is reachable for Hollins. Um, the second guy I want to mention is um, Ernest Jones. Ernest Jones, uh, we drafted him last year out of South Carolina. Um, he is six foot two, 230 pounds. Now that sounds kind of small to traditional NFL fans, but the, the days of big lumbering linebackers um, are kind of in the past. Like you still have guys that are big physical, but they're mostly just they're specialists. They only play like first or second down. Um, and, and, and it's more geared towards very athletic, strong, and big dudes also. Like they're big, but not as big and slow as your traditional linebackers. Like I'm thinking of a guy like Pepper Johnson, uh, Brian Cox from back in the 90s. Guys like this that are just big, um, physical linebackers. So Ernest Jones, six foot two, two hundred and thirty pounds. Um, the Rams drafted him in the third round out of um, South Carolina. Now, now he came from the SEC, right? Like, and and one thing I think when I think of SEC players, I think athletes. I think speed. I think fast, big athletes. And six foot two, two hundred and thirty pounds. I, I honestly probably Cam Chancellor was bigger than him, and Cam Chancellor plays safety. But 
he plays linebacker for us. And I think he can have a great season for several reasons. Number one, he's a great athlete, like I just touched on. He comes from the SEC. He's a high draft pick, the third round. The Rams thought highly enough of him to draft him in the third round. And when this draft happened, I remember last year's draft, I was excited because ever since we lost um, Alec Ogletree and then Corey Littleton um, to free agency, both of those guys, and, and like I think the Rams would have liked to have kept those guys, but the Rams don't believe in paying linebackers, inside linebackers, a lot of money. So they let Ogletree go. I think Ogletree signed with like the Giants. Littleton left, and it, like honestly, you didn't hear from these guys ever again. They played really well for the Rams, and then they were like they just they might still be in the NFL. I don't know. Um, another guy's like Mark Barron, kind of that that safety hybrid type. He played decent for the Rams, but he left, and I haven't heard from him. Like he hasn't really done anything. So that that that's a point to be made of playing with guys that are good, like Aaron Donald. And uh, guys that the Rams have had in those years, they had like Ndamukong Sue, Michael Brockers, Akeem Tlaib, Marcus Peters, guys like that, John Johnson. Um, so um, Ernest Jones, I think like he has to play well. And, and that's going to be difficult because he's not going to be on the field as much because we got Bobby Wagner. But in those opportunities... When he does get on the field, he has to make an impact. Just like we talked about Justin Hollins. Everything I said about Justin Hollins applies here, but at a different position. Like when you're a middle linebacker as opposed to an edge rusher, you have a lot different responsibilities, but just as important. Like you're going to drop into coverage more, and you're going you're gonna to have some blitz packages where you blitz up the middle. So you have a very important role and Bobby Wagner is there, which is great. This is fantastic for the Rams on Bobby Wagner. I've talked about him in previous episodes of how good of a player he is and he's been and he continues to be. Um, I I looked at at some of the Rams training camp um, videos they're putting out and like Bobby Wagner on oh oh it was a video where he held a, a football camp in Southern California and he was running around with the kid dude this man is just he's all muscle like his calves are like the size of people's thighs like his shoulders his arms he was just like 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 all muscle I was like dude I would not want to get hit by that dude and um, so yeah, Bobby Wagner is there. He's gonna. They both play inside linebacker. But like I said at the start of this episode, we know what Bobby Wagner is gonna do. He's done it his whole career. He's gonna perform well. What I'm focusing on is the supplemental pieces that can have just as big of an impact when they get that opportunity. And Ernest Jones, great athlete. Um, and last year he had. Four passes defensed, so he 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 gets back into those um into those passing routes, uh gets in the way. He had two interceptions. He had one sack in the regular season. He also had a sack in the Super Bowl. Um, and he had 61 tackles. 
and that was in only seven starts. He did he did play in 15 games last year, but he only started seven games. So with him, also the thing is take advantage of playing alongside all these other great players that I've mentioned before. Um, learn learn from Bobby Wagner. Um, Bobby Wagner seems to be a, a, a pro's pro. He's not selfish. He understands that he has knowledge that he can help um, players develop. And he was doing that with the Seahawks. Kudos to him for that. And he can do it now with the Rams. Like the Rams gave him an opportunity to um, continue his career with a partnership with the Rams. And I think he will help Ernest Jones um, develop and be a better player. And, and, And that's on Ernest Jones too. You have to be receptive. You have to be wanting to be coached. You can't be hard-headed and, and be your own worst enemy. And I think Ernest Jones is um, the reason the Rams draft guys like this is because they 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 want people that are like this. They don't want hotheads. They don't want people that are gonna complain and make an issue out of things. Um, and you saw that last year with Odell Beckham, like Odell. A lot of teams, the Giants, well, not a lot. The Giants and the Browns said that, you know, he was just, he was just a little too much for them. Like he just complained too much, and um, that might have been true, honestly. Like I remember Odell like getting into a tussle with like a, like a, a kicking net and throwing some tantrums. But honestly, like players mature, and I and credit to Odell last year with the Rams, he was. He was perfect. Like, there was no issues with him. You saw him on the sidelines in some of those NFL film cuts. Um, being a great teammate. Talking to uh, talking to the quarterbacks. Talking to other receivers. And getting along just fine. So, and that's because of the culture of the Rams, you know. And I'm not trying to hype the, the team up any more than, obviously, they're doing something right. And, um, yeah, Ernest Jones... You have to be receptive. You have to want to learn. You have to want to study and compete. I mean, you want to compete with Bobby Wagner, but not like in a negative way where you're trying to sabotage him. Like iron sharpens iron, you know, like if you learn and develop next to him for a year or two or whatever, that can only benefit you in the long run. Um, Maybe there's something he can tell you as a player that the coaches can't. And, and, and you have to be receptive to that and you have to um, be willing to learn, be willing to be coached and be willing to put in the work, honestly, like like that's a big part of the NFL because a lot of talented players come into the NFL and, and just don't make it because they think, oh, I made the NFL. I'm a great athlete. I Like I've made it like, no, dude, you like this is just starting like you just started this 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 chapter of your life you haven't made it yet like this is just like like dudes will get drafted third fourth fifth round second round even sometimes they get cut like they won't even make the team because they're just like they're they just don't they just don't work out for whatever reason so these opportunities are golden And, and with the nfl going to 17 games and possibly 18 here in the near future like your careers are gonna get shorter, and 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 players are just gonna keep coming from the college ranks to replace you. 
So you have to you have to seize these opportunities. And I think Ernest Jones will. I think he will be a fantastic inside linebacker for the Rams. And hopefully the Rams can develop him and keep him. But like I said earlier, the Rams don't like pl- paying their middle linebackers a lot of money. Because they have their money tied up at, at the premium positions. Cornerbacks, edge rushers, defensive tackle for now, receiver. Um... So if you're Ernest Jones, you want a big contract and not necessarily from the Rams, but if it works out for like that for the Rams, that's great. But if not, just you as an individual have to take advantage of that opportunity. And I think he will. Um, My projection for him. Hold on. Let me look at my notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so with Ernest Jones, you have to be an asset. To the defense. So what I mean by that is, when when you're in the huddle, and you're and you and you look at each other in the eyes, and you know that you're up against another really good team, the other defense defenders cannot worry about you and be like, oh shit, this guy's out here. You have to be an asset. You have to inspire confidence from your other guys in that, from your other men in that in that huddle. They have to look at you and know. All right, cool. He's out here with us. We got this. Instead of being like, oh, damn, he's, he's about to screw up again. Right? Like, that's what I mean. You have to be an asset for the defense, not a liability. Um, So that's definitely when, when you get to that point, I think you've made it in the NFL where, where your teammates trust you and um, and they, they, they rely on you and believe in you. Um, and, and if he gets to call the plays, I, I don't think that he will because the, um, the middle linebacker usually calls the defensive signal. They have the green dot on their helmet. I don't think that he will, but if he does, for whatever reason, um, he has to have a loud and clear voice, a confident voice that inspires that confidence from your teammates and, and lets them know they can rely on you. You, you, you sound put together. You sound smart. And you portray that that confidence and that excellence that you believe in yourself. Um, my projection for him, pretty lofty, honestly, because I think Wagner will probably be on the field most, more. But you never know. Um, I say 80 tackles will be reachable for him. He had 61 last year in 15 games. Um, three sacks. I think the Rams are going to blitz those middle linebackers this year. They have two good ones in Wagner and, and Ernest Jones and, and Traven Howard when he works his way back from um, from that injury. Uh, Traven Howard, that is. But I think Howard will be like – it's going to be tough for him to get on the field with Jones and Wagner in front of him. So he'll probably be like special teams mostly, Howard, that is. But th- three sacks for from, from Ernest Jones would be huge to help out the guys I talked about earlier. Um, if he could get more than that, even better. Get 20 if you can, honestly. And two interceptions is not out of the questions. If, if you can improve on that, um, fantastic. Force fumbles, fumble recoveries, fumble recoveries, um, as many as possible. For, get after the ball carriers. 
work your technique to tackle properly and get that ball out of there and make impact plays for your defense. And it's all tied together, um, making tackles, hustling, and forcing those fumbles and fumble recoveries like we talked about with, with Hollins. You, you, you put yourself around the football, you're going to make plays. It's just That's just the, one of the laws of football. It's just, it just, it's just so true. Um, so, yeah, that's the second guy we're going to um, focus on, Zernis Jones. Um, the third guy is David Long. David Long Jr., um, he's uh, it's going to be tougher for him because our secondary is kind of like there's a lot of guys in our secondary. Um, we have obviously our lead dog in, in the secondary is Jalen Ramsey, one of the best players defensively in the NFL. He's penciled in as our number one cornerback, and rightfully so. He's earned that right. Um, but David Long Jr., is in uh it's like a platoon of uh, of defensive backs honestly you have Troy Hill out there you have um D, uh Darian Kendrick you have Kobe Durant uh Troy Hill I think I already mentioned Robert Rochelle and then you have a bunch of safeties um Terrell Burgess Taylor Rapp Nick Scott Jordan Fuller um Russ Yeast uh Quentin Lake so like the sec the secondary is just a lot of guys. But David Long, I mentioned him because he was also drafted in 2019. This is his fourth year. Um and, and the stuff I said about with Justin Hollins, like you're in your fourth year now. Like you gotta this is a big time year for you. You know, you gotta kinda stand out. Otherwise you can you can cost yourself a golden opportunity in the NFL, you know. And uh, so David Long Jr., he's uh, 5'11". I don't know if it's junior or not, but I keep thinking that it is. He's 5'11", 196 pounds out of Michigan. Uh, We drafted him in the third round, so a pretty high draft pick in 2019. In his career, he's had 56 tackles, one interception, and four passes defensed. Now, that's because he's had to play behind a lot of good cornerbacks. Um, we've had Troy Hill in the past, um, Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters we've had, Jalen Ramsey obviously, um, Darius Williams played really well for us last year, and that's one thing I wanted to mention, Darius Williams was an undrafted free agent, okay, like like the Rams took a chance on Darius Williams and developed him into a really, really, really good cornerback. All right, and, and, and he was an undrafted free agent, so it, it it goes to say that if they can do that with an undrafted free agent, they can do it with a third rounder, and that's what I believe with David Long Jr. But like I mentioned, there's a lot of competition in that secondary, so this was this was a tough one to um, choose because I honestly think like this kid Darian Kendrick out of Georgia, he also played at Clemson has been doing a lot of good things in training camp so far. But the same thing I said at the beginning with Trey Lance, like if you do it in training camp, that's one thing. So I got to keep it consistent. If you do it in training camp, it's not impressive, dude. Like it's good. It's a good sign. Like it's fantastic. Hopefully for the Rams sake, he, Darian Kendrick, that is, develops into a, a fantastic first year player that they can rely on and he can make plays for him. But you have to do it 
in the games. And David Long Jr. has an experience. He's been in the system since um, since he was drafted. He's been with the Rams only. So he's we was there last year. He has the experience, same system, same coaches, same voices, talking to him. Um, and, and you're playing everything I said about these other two, about Jones and Hollins is the same. Take advantage of playing with these guys. Like you're playing on with a lot of really good players. So you have to you have to bring up your end of the bargain. Like you can't coast and think these guys got it. Oh, Jalen will cover him or whatever, you know, like Bobby Wagner will cover the middle. Like you have to make impact plays. And I, I think David Long Jr. can. He did have that interception in the wild card round against the um the Cardinals, but that was kind of like I wouldn't want to say it was lucky, but that was mostly because of the pressure that uh, Troy Reader got on Kyler Murray. Kind of forced Kyler Murray to just throw it up. And David Long Jr. picked it off and took it into the end zone. And and Marquise Copeland also had an interception in that game. So David Long Jr., and I'm going to just not spend too much time on him because I'm kind of running out of time here. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's only 5'11". But one of the notes here I took was I looked up what the average height of wide receivers in the NFL is. Um, this is this information is is courtesy of the University of Idaho.edu. Um, I looked them up. They put up a, a, a PDF of average wide receiver height in the NFL, and it's six feet. So a lot of teams have like these big stud receivers that are like six two, six three, six four, six five ish. But for the most part, the average height is six feet. And, and Darius Williams, you're five, or not Darius Williams, David Long is 5'11, 196. So he's got the size to play cornerback in the NFL. Um, cornerbacks are on average like half a half a half a inch shorter than receivers. That's about it. Maybe a little bit more. It's like 0.7 inches. Yeah, like 0.7 inches shorter than receivers all right so it's like it's negligible i mean it's not negligible but they're like right there you know what i mean um so yeah david long jr okay so we're gonna move to the offense he has to play well and and i'm hoping and i believe that he will so offensively and if i don't get to um all these guys on offense i probably just do like another quick episode i'm definitely not gonna get to the special teams so on offense, okay, Tutu Atwell, wide receiver out of Louisville. Um, give me a second here. So so Tutu Atwell is five foot nine, a hundred and sixty-five pounds, but he showed up to training camp looking visibly stronger uh enough so where they actually posted about it the rams did that he looks physically stronger like he's still on the smaller side within the nfl but you can't hold that against a player like he did not choose to be tiny like that's just how he how god made him so but he is he did show up stronger during the offseason he texted um, Cooper Cup 
that he wants to be great. And, and, and what better guy to attach yourself to than to Cooper Cup? A guy that wasn't a, a super high draft pick, but he's worked his way into being one of the best receivers in the NFL. And that's Cooper Cup I'm talking about. So if you're Tutu Atwell, it's one of the smartest things you can do is play and, and try to emulate as much of the habits and, and, and work ethic of Cooper Cup. And, 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 I, and hopefully he, he's smart enough to take advantage of this opportunity. Um, he's a Tutu Atwell, a second round draft pick out of Louisville, like I said. Um, to me, he can play a role similar to Brandon Cooks, who the Rams have had in the past. Now, Brandon Cooks is one of the better receivers in the NFL, even though he was traded a lot. I mean, the Saints traded him to the Patriots, and then the Patriots traded him to the Rams, and then the Rams traded him to Houston. But everywhere he's gone, he's performed exceptionally well. And that's Brandon Cooks I'm talking about. And Tutu Atwell, when we drafted him, I kind of thought like they want him to be like Brandon Cooks, that that really fast um, threat to um, keep the defenses from clogging up the middle because they have to worry about Tutu Atwell running right past them. And um, I think that this year, another year in the system with McVay and, and the receivers, I think Tutu Atwell will play well this year and... I think that, that it would be extremely smart of him to put in a maximum effort. Um, last year, the Rams had Deshaun Jackson kind of in this role as a speedster. And that didn't work out because, like I mentioned earlier, Deshaun Jackson was was all about him. He wanted the ball thrown to him more. He didn't like sprinting downfield on these routes and not getting the ball thrown to him. So Deshaun Jackson was kind of a, a me first type of player and it didn't work out like they had Deshaun Jackson last year and Odell and we talked about how Odell made it work put the ego to the side nobody's saying you're not a great player but to win as a team you have to check your ego at the door and Deshaun Jackson didn't do that and hopefully 2-2 Atwell does um, and, and he plays that Deshaun Jackson role. And just to give you a little example of Deshaun Jackson last year, in a game against Tampa Bay, Deshaun Jackson had three catches for 120 yards and one touchdown. That's the kind of role I think Tutu Atwell can play. Not every game... Because putting up that kind of stat line is, is impossible. Three catches for 120 yards and one touchdown. Like, that's huge. And and Tutu Atwell is just as fast as Deshaun Jackson. But Jackson was a veteran. And, you know, he knows more in the game. Like, Tutu Atwell is probably, like, starstruck and, you know, trying to figure things out. Like, Deshaun Jackson already knows the NFL, like, inside and out. And I think Tutu Atwell can can be this guy. Um, and there's a lot of competition at receiver for the Rams. You have Cup out there. You have um, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, um, yourself, Tutu, um, Ben Skoranek, Jacob Harris is trying to make it, um, J.J. Koski. 
They, so there's 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 guys there that want to make this roster. So Tutu has to has to has to put in the work. He's very talented, very fast. You have to put in the work. Same as I talked about these other young guys. Um, to 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 get that roster spot, and when you get on the field, make an impact. Um, my projections for Tutu this year. Um, I I think. I'm going to keep it a little on the conservative side. 30, 30 to 35 catches, which is just around two, two catches a game. For around 500 yards and five touchdowns. That's not astronomical, but it will be tough because of all the other weapons the Rams have on offense. Um, So, Tutu Atwell is a player who must play well. And, th- and if he does, look out for this offense because the defense is not going to know who to guard. And hopefully we can re-sign Odell, but that's to be determined. Um, but if if we can't, for whatever reason, that, that gives Tutu that much more incentive to get on the field, run those crisp routes, like like Cooper Cup does. Like Cooper Cup, one of his biggest strengths is the route running. Like when you when you have a a, a defensive back trying to guess what you're gonna run, you you have a huge advantage. And if you can do that with with Tutu Atwell speed, you get you, the defensive back guesses wrong with your speed, you're gone, bro. Like you're you're walking into the end zone easily. Like I'm serious. If they think you're gonna run a quick out. Or a little shallow cross, and you cut it up field with the with the beautiful route running. Like you can make a huge impact, and, and you can make yourself a huge contract because other teams will see that. And if the Rams can't afford you because they have to pay, you know, other other star players, you can make yourself a, a lot of money in this league being a receiver like that. Just look at Brandon Cooks, Deshaun Jackson, and, and a handful of other guys that that I'm not mentioning. And even receivers that are not that fast and not that athletic have long careers in the NFL, like Wes Welker, Edelman, Amendola, guys like this, um, Cole Beasley, that are not the fastest, but they 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 know the playbook. They're smart and they're willing to do the work and, and do the route running. So, uh, Tutu Atwell, looking forward to seeing him play well this year. Um, Almost. This is like speed round. Our next guy is Logan Bruss out of Wisconsin, six foot three. Okay, hold on. I had a quote. Okay, here's a quote. Um. Uh, Cooper Cup said this about Tutu Atwell uh, via Gary Klein of the LA Times. Um, this is Cooper Cup quote. I'm excited about seeing some of those things come to life. Because he's been working very hard in, in, in rehab, but also in building himself up. Studying the playbook, all the stuff he needs to do to make sure when he steps on the field, he can just play the game. And that's a lot of the, the, the mental stuff and, and and building himself up and being stronger. That was uh, Cooper Cup saying that. And I have another quote from Coach McVay via SI.com, the Rams Digest. They put out a lot of great content. Um, so, so Coach McVay said, quote, I still believe Tutu can be that guy. By no means is the book written on Atwell. He had the shoulder injury. He's looked really good, 
has done a great job of responding the right way, end quote. So Coach McVay and, and Cooper Cup like what they're seeing from Tutu Atwell, and uh, so am I. So hopefully, like I said, he plays well. Speed round, Logan Bruss out of Wisconsin. Uh, Rams love their Wisconsin players. They have uh, David Edwards there from Wisconsin, I, I, I believe. Rob Havenstein is from Wisconsin. Brian Allen is a Big Ten player. He played at Michigan State. There's like a pattern developing here of the type of offensive lineman the Rams like. Uh, Logan Bruss, six foot three, three hundred and fifteen pounds, third rounder. Um, he played tackle and guard at Wisconsin. Gives you that versatility, but it's gonna be tough uh, because the Rams have Coleman Shelton, Tremaine Ankrum, and um, Bobby Evans. In that, in that interior, these are also guys that want to get on the field and play well to basically earn a contract. I mean, this is their these guys' jobs. So, Logan Bruss comes in, kind of a little bit of a hype behind him because the Rams really like, you know, like they really want to see him play well. And he's coming on to the Super Bowl champs. Um, he's replacing Austin Corbett, who was a really good player for the Rams. So, Logan Bruss... Um, Looking forward to seeing this guy play well. I have a quote here about Logan Bruss. I think I have a quote. Yeah, I do. Brian Allen, who plays center for the Rams via SI.com, the Rams Digest. Uh, looking forward. Uh, th- Brian Allen says, quote, looking forward to seeing what he can do and just being with him for the short time and OTAs. He's about all the right stuff. Works hard tough kid and I think he's going to be a pretty good player for us so that's what end quote that's what Brian Allen said about Logan Bruss um so there's a standard the standard is the standard um and 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 if you you have to play well you the Rams are not going to throw you in if you're not doing the, the job there's a standard um and you have to play well and the rest of the offensive line understands this and they're holding up their end of the bargain. Um, so, Logan Bruss, looking forward to seeing him during training camp and in the preseason. And hopefully he, he's a starter and can play really well for us this year. Um, last player on us that I'm looking forward to is Cam Akers. Now, Cam Akers, Florida State kid, great athlete. Played really, really well for us in 2020, um, especially in the playoff game against the Seattle Seahawks. He had 28 carries for 131 yards, two receptions for 45 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Um, He did get hurt last year, working out, surprisingly, trying to get himself better, and he tore his Achilles before last year started. And to everyone's surprise, he got back to the team late in the season. He played the last game of the year, and he played during the playoffs. Now, he looked pretty good against Arizona, but then against Tampa Bay, San Francisco, and um, Cincinnati, which are like the three toughest games of our year, um, he didn't do all that great. And that's because he was trying to work himself back, and we were facing very, very good, very good teams. So Cam Akers, um, let me see what I got on him real quick. 
this this time kind of goes by fast on this podcast, honestly. Yeah, here we go. Cam Akers, 5'11", 212, um, very strong, 212 pounds. Um, Ask Buda Baker. They had a, a really nasty collision last year in the playoffs, and Buda Baker kind of got the worst of that, unfortunately. I like Buda Baker a lot. He's a good player for the Cardinals. I like defensive players. So I like Baker, but he got the worst of it, and it was kind of scary. Um, but Cam Akers, he did that because he, he was running really hard. Um, and, and like I said, they had a bad collision. Um, so in his career, in 14 games, 150 rushes, 628 yards for two touchdowns, a 4.2-yard average, which isn't spectacular, but it's very solid. And he's also had 14 receptions for 133 yards and one touchdown. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing Cam Akers healthy. He's still a young player. He's um he he's been with the Rams since 2020. So he knows he knows the system, he knows the play calls. Uh he knows all that. So he and his his mind's in the right place. He's coming back. He's not satisfied with how he finished the year last year. He's happy he was able to rehab and his body responded and he healed and he got back on the field, but he's not happy with how he performed, which is good. You always want to be better. So I'm looking forward to watching him and to to a lesser extent, Dan Hen- or Dan Henderson, um, Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson is really good, honestly. Like he is very, very good when he's healthy and he gets hurt a lot. But Henderson, I really like him. He he does a he's honestly Henderson's good. But I want to see how Cam Akers plays. I think Cam Akers can be better. And to a lesser extent, Kyron Williams, our rookie. I don't think Kyron Williams will get on the field too much if Akers and Henderson can stay healthy. I think those are the two top guys. Um, Unless Kyron Williams, and Kyron Williams already got hurt. He broke his foot in OTAs. We're hoping to have him back before the season starts. And if not, we're going to have to put him on injured reserve for like four games. I think that's what the way IR works now. It's like four or six games or the physically unable to perform list in the regular season, which means he'll be out for like six games. So that's Kyron Williams I'm talking about. So Cam Akers, I really want to see how he plays this year. And he needs to, like I said with all these other guys, take advantage of playing with all these guys. Take advantage that defenses are going to be so worried about Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson and Van Jefferson, and hopefully Tutu Atwell, that they leave you big running lanes. And when you get those, do what you do best. Run that football. Finish the the, the, the run strong and, and look to make impact plays from that running back position in the run game and as a receiver. Like Cam Akers can get out and, and run some routes, very, and so can Henderson. Um, that's part of the things the Rams like with their running backs. And, and, and when you go back to uh, Todd Gurley, who's like the best example of it, when when the Rams were at their best in 2018, it was like Todd Gurley's best season. Like he was a very, very good running back. But what he did for you as a receiver out of the backfield was very special. Okay, this podcast is about to end. Um, I'm George D. This is the George D. NFL Show. Thanks for listening.
Um, God bless. Be good. And um, I'll talk to you guys later.